Happy Tuesday. I'm Alan. And I'm Nick. And welcome into the dungeon. pick up at the Stonehill Inn where you've just finished speaking with, with Toblum to establish how far away Badaskal Ranch was. Yeah, too far away. Too far away for the moment. Mm-hmm. And you and your companions, the Shrew's Shrubbery. Shrew's Shrubberies. Shrew's They are off to the Dwarven Excavation. So what, what exactly are you guys doing? Are you, are you heading straight there or are you going off a supplies first or no i think uh, last episode we had a talk with tobum toblum and he gave me some some supplies some sausages and eggs if i remember correctly we still have rations and and it's not too far away i don't think so if we do need anything we'll just scavenge on the way so for now we're just gonna head off uh, in that direction uh, to the dwarven excavation without much more hold up very well so you guys start to make your way towards the the southwest of Fandalin, and it, it's a pretty well well travelled path that you're you're going down there as you as you leave the the town, and about three hours pass without much of note along the way as you as you make your way there. Good. No sight of of the dragon this time. Good. So after about 15 miles to the southwest of Fandolin, you come across the eastern end of a canyon, and you see that the canyon's rocky walls rise to a height of around 80 feet. At the end of the canyon, a 20-foot high wall of black stone, which has a broken gate carved into it, with one stone door hanging precariously by a hinge, and the other door missing. As you slowly approach this, you see that beyond this open gate, in the shadow of a great mountain to the east, Lies a ruined settlement, and all is quiet. Hmm. Foreboding. I don't know about you guys, but this doesn't look very comforting. I mean, this this gate hanging off its, its hinges seems like someone has forced an entry here. Well, the didn't the quest say this was an excavation? Yes. I imagine that these are ruins from long, long ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're quite right. You're quite right. I was thinking maybe a band of roving bandits had come here and taken treasures for themselves. But okay, your theory makes more sense, actually. So let's head in. Let's see what we find here. We were supposed to warn our dear dwarf friends that there's a dragon roaming around. And that's all we had to do, really. Quickest and easiest 50 gold pieces we'll ever make. Sounds good to me. And so you guys are walking towards the gate, I, I presume? Yeah. Okay, so you're walking towards the gate, and you, as you're walking, you see that the, the canyon floor is strewn with rubble and bereft of vegetation except for the occasional tough, scraggly weeds. And as you get to the door, you can sort of see through and see what remains of a 
of a really ruined settlement. This looks like it's been abandoned for, for centuries. Okay. So as you push through the what's left of the gates, you see that the rubble that once buried the settlement has been hauled away, leaving the outlines of stone buildings visible as collapsed walls. A stone well on the far side of the ruins is filled with rubble. You can see that the settlement has been thoroughly ransacked, and as you walk through you can see signs of recent campfires, but nothing of value. Hmm. Can I do a perception, quick perception check just to see if there is anybody maybe hiding behind some ruins or something from where I am? I don't want to go, like, just from where I am. Can I check yeah, yeah, to see course. if I notice anything? Here we go. Natural one. Yeah, but, the lack of the... Yeah, the lack of the halfling. <laughs> That's better. 10 plus 3, so 13. 13. So you can see that there's about five buildings that are, or rather the five outlines of, of what once were buildings. You also see, as, as I mentioned before, signs of recent campfires, and you find, or rather you see, what looks like crushed bones. Crushed bones. Crushed bones. On the campfires? Just in general, around, around. The, the area. Crushed as in broken into pieces, or like... Turned into powder, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, you, you can see that there's, there's bits of bones. They just appear to have been smashed and crushed by, by something. Hmm. Do I spot any blood or any... No blood. Well, there doesn't seem to be anyone here. Can I see any other way? Like, is this it? Do I see an entrance at the end of where I'm standing or any any caves or any... Yeah, to be beyond the the well... You see that there's a partially collapsed 10-foot-high wall which separates this area to a another area. Okay. You can see that there's an opening in, in this wall. I head towards that. We, we are doing this quietly, by the way, stealthily. Yeah, you want to roll? Oh, actually, I roll stealthily. Yeah, I? you roll stealth. Be gentle, be good to me. What's your stealth modifier, please? Two. Okay, so the shrewd shrubberies make their way... <laughs> slowly to towards this opening as quietly as they can and you can see that this 10 foot high wall separates the ruins where you've you've just come from to a, a courtyard and you can see that there's three heaps of rubble piled quite high in this area hewn from the canyon's back wall a 30 foot high temple facade features steps rising into a stone platform and from when you can see cut into this facade is a 10 foot high open doorway flanked by crumbling life-size granite statues of cloaked dwarves. And from what you can see on the, the statues, they look like they, they've got some evil grins on their weather-worn faces. Hmm. Hmm. This is looking more, more and more eerie as we, as we continue. I assume that you're saying this quietly too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> I say we, we walk up those, those stairs and... And investigate down there, but always hugging the sides as much as we can, trying to keep low. It's very suspicious that there's no one here yet. Very well. So you start making your way towards the stairs. And sorry, what's your your passive perception? Thirteen. No, twelve. Sorry. Okay, as you're you're walking up the the stairs, you hear some sort of ruffling and low sort of mumbling coming from behind one of the the mountains of rubble. One of the mountains of rubble, which are below me? Yeah, as you're walking up the these stairs, there's these three piles of rubble that you would have walked past. Okay, and so behind, behind me. Yeah, behind you and, and sort of to 
to the north of the stairs, you can sort of hear like ruffling and, and rumbling and some sort of um, almost very quiet chatter. Okay. Do you, do you hear that, guys? Yes, I, I think I can hear some. I'm just about to make something out. Fenna looks up as well and says, she sort of nods quietly as she's trying to keep as silent as possible. Maybe it's the prospectors that we are supposed to be looking for. Mm, I don't know. Let's let's get as close to the mound as we can. Let's see if we can overhear what they're saying. Okay, so you you get close to the the pile of rubble where where you could hear the noise coming from. And what languages do you do you speak? Common halfling and fey. So it's not a language that you recognize to the point where you you won't know what they're saying. Hmm. But you will have come across dwarves before, so you you do recognize at least that it's two creatures speaking in Dwarvish. Okay. So I turn round the rubble, slowly. Okay, so as you're coming round the the rubble, you see that there's two shield dwarves sat there, sort of eating their rations, completely oblivious to to your stealthy arrival. Shield dwarves? Yeah. Dwarves with shields? It's a race. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, shield dwarves. (laughs) Excuse me? No, I do where did you come from? Through that hole in the wall. Through the hole in the wall? Yes. What, what hole in the wall? Well, the the entering, the collapsed entry. Oh, you seem like brushing the... Are you by rations. any chance the prospectors of this excavation? Yes, yes. My name's Dazzling, and this is Norbus. Well, glad to meet you. What, what brings you here? I just come here to give word that there have been spottings of a white dragon, attacks even, of a white dragon. I'm here to warn you, and that's that's it, really. Do with that what you, what you will. Dragons? Over here? Yeah, it's moved into the area. Oh, you sort of see them turn to each other and, and discussing in Dwarvish. I look back and they're like, we, I, I, I don't want to leave yet until we finish our, what we're doing. But um, say you... You three look like you, you've got some muscle and some power. How about we, seeing that you've come all this way from Fandolin, I guess, how about we, we cut you a little deal? We've sort of had to stop our work because uh, this orange goopy creature has interrupted our work. Here we go with goopy creatures and weird happenings. Okay. So brilliant. So you, you've got, oh, he's got experience in yes. this? Yes, he's got some he, experience. He can help us. Yeah. Well, if, if you'd be so kind to... You know, sort of walk in there and, and clear whatever nasties. Nasties? You said one. There. You said a creature. Well, well I, I've seen one of those, but, you know, where there's one, there, there's surely more. I can offer you these stones of sending. They might be uh, of some use to you if you'd clear out the, the temple for us. Stones of sending? Aye. What are they used for? Do they send things? Well, you can send messages really? to your, from one colleague to another. Oh, yes, that would... That would probably come in handy. Um, okay, so once I clear this, you've been warned that there is a dragon, and that's it. Very well. If there's any treasure you find in there, you can keep it, and if we find anything of value, we're, we're happy to share, as long as you, 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 know, you clear it out so that we can carry on our work. Okay, wait here. It'll only be ten minutes. Aye. Well, as you... Uh, one thing, perhaps, that I... I should tell you as you go in, it's an old temple, and as you go in on your right hand side, we found what appears to be a, or was a hidden door, 
we've managed to to unlock it. It sort of slides from behind the wall, just in case you want to. I don't know. Maybe you find other walls and other one of these nasties hiding behind it. Okay. Thanks for the for the warning. Maybe find some co better cover and maybe stay a bit more alert. Ah yes, uh, I'll I'll get Norbus Norbus to to watch the entrance and I'll 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 watch this one here. Watch the skies too. Remember a dragon. Oof, yeah. And he hands you the stones of sending. Nice, nice, nice. I give one to Fena. Here, Fena, you hold on to this one, and I'll hold on to this one. We can keep in communication in case we get split up in there or anything. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, let's go. And I walk up the stairs back into the temple, or back in the direction of the temple. Okay. As you come in, you note that the temple is smoothly hewn from solid rock, and that the ceilings are about ten foot high and completely flat. The doors that you see as you as you come in to this this first area, you see that they are also made of carved stone and have stone pins for for hinges. And as you come in through that opening sort of hallway, you see that to the right hand side as you're coming in, this door that the the dwarves had told you about that they had discovered which mm. appeared to have been hidden into the the wall itself. The stonework here is impeccable. It's really something to behold. Very nice indeed. Very nice. But anyway, enough tourism. What, what say we, we head on onto the secret door our friends outside warned us about? Let's see what's in there. All this again stealthing. Yeah, yeah let's, let's roll for stealth again. And sorry, just before I do, that hallway that I've just described that you're in, mm -hmm. it's about you know, 15 foot long, 10 foot wide. To the right is this uh, secret door that the the Dwarven Prospectors had found. Yeah. And directly opposite that, there's a room that you wouldn't be able to get into. It's completely filled with rubble. Right. And straight ahead, you can see that it opens up into a, a wider wider room. Okay, so I'm checking that side room first, the, the secret... The secret passage. Just want to see if it's a passage or it's a isolated room. Yeah, so you start to, to quietly and, and stealthily walk very carefully into this, or rather through this door, and you see that it's a a five-foot corridor, which sort of moves forward for about 15 feet before it breaks at a 45-degree angle for another 20 feet or so. And you... from where you're standing at the moment, you can see that it, it banks to a, a sharp left from there. 45-degree angle upwards? Uh, to the left. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, th this is all level. Okay. I'm going to carry on on this path for now. Okay. So you, you sort of bank, or rather turn on that, that left, and you see that the, the corridor carries on for about another 25 feet or so, and there's a, a door at the end of the, the corridor, and about 10 foot down as you're quietly walking in, you see that there's a, a door to your immediate left as well. Can I... Can I check the floor if I see any signs of... Because the guy said it was a yellow sort of oozy thing that I was looking for. Yeah. And check if there's any traces of ooziness or yellowness on the floor. Yeah. That's uh, four. Four. Mm. Okay, so as you're, you're walking around and you're, you're keeping an eye out for this yellowish orangish goop that the Dwarven Prospectors told you about, you don't seem to see any in this, in this corridor. In mm. fact, it looks as if this corridor hasn't been traversed in, in centuries. Okay, I'm, I'm heading towards that door on the left, you said there was a door on the left? Yep. 
I want to investigate it as well. I want to check for traps. Well, seeing as this is a secret passage, it might be that it's trapped. They don't want people getting in. Okay, so roll for investigation. That's a three. Yeah, nice poor rolls. <laughs> so yeah, as far as you can tell, the door doesn't appear to be have any sort of traps or, or mechanisms on it. I'm gonna try and slowly open it up. Okay, so you push into it. The stone door gives way. Uh, it, it's actually taken you and uh, and Fabian to to push it. As it doesn't appear to have been opened in a long time. It's quite heavy for a, a halfling, and it it appears to just go into a corridor that's ten feet further along and a dead end. Is it pitch black? Actually, that's a good question. Do you have dark vision? It appears I don't have dark vision. Okay, so the the only person with dark vision in the the party would have been Fenner. She could lead then. So yeah, we'll we'll say that uh, <laughs> she's been leading the the party down this this ever increasingly dark corridor to the point where when you've got to that sharp left, you will have had to have lit a torch for you and Fabian to to, to get any sense of your surroundings. Is that something you, yeah. you want to do? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you you light one of your torches, and as I said, you you sort of pushed through this this stone door. And it appears to only go ten feet into a corridor and an end. I wanna I wanna investigate that corridor. Slowly. Yeah, so you are you looking for anything in particular? Again, maybe another sliding door on the wall. Yeah. Okay, roll with uh, with advantage because you've you've already seen one of these doors, so you know what you're looking for. Good. Because I rolled an eighteen and a two. So eighteen. Eighteen, so yeah. Hmm. As you're you're searching through this this very small cramped corridor f- between the, the three of you. You don't see any of these, uh, of this goop or slime or, or whatever it was that the prospectors had described to you. But as you're searching and you're, you're looking for a type of door like you, you've gone through now to enter this corridor, immediately opposite the door you've just come in, you do feel that that door, no, that, <laughs> so wall. that wall will give way as a door similar to the one you've just walked through. Okay, so I push it or slide it as I would have the other one. The stone wall slides to to the side and you see a almost rectangular room with an alcove to to your right as you're looking in through this for this door. And you see a, a number of stone pillars fall from what you can see and to the alcove on the, the right you see that there's a, an altar at the far end of, of that room there. Hmm. This doesn't look creepy at all. I don't I don't trust pillars. I don't trust altars. I don't trust anything in this room. I don't see any more doors connected to this room. From where you're standing at the moment, now it just appears to be a large rectangular-ish room with an altar to the, the far right. Okay, so I head towards the altar. I want to check the altar out. Okay, so as you, you get to the altar and you're, you're sort of looking around, I'm, I'm guessing with your, your torch and uh, with Fabian and, and Fenner, you know that the, the altar is bloodstained. Can I touch it? Does it seem dry or does it seem recent? It looks dry. Oh. It looks like it's been there a long time. There's blood here, guys, but it's dry. It might have been here a long time, thankfully. But still, this this room doesn't sit well with me. It's best if we move on. And just as you're saying that to 
through the shrubberies, <laughs> you feel the cold sliminess of oh, something God. dripping onto your the back of your neck. Fabian! I'm gonna need you to roll for initiative. <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> Seven. Seven? And can you roll for Fena and for Fabian as well, please? For Fena, that's three. Yep. For Fabian, I'm gonna use another dice. For Fabian, that's four. <laughs> <laughs> four. Okay, so. Four rolls. Here we go. So the initiative order for this battle is the Oka Jelly will go first, mm. and Shrew, Fena, sorry, Fabian, and then Fena. Very so well. So as you, you feel this sort of drip on the, the back of your neck, you suddenly feel a thump as this ooze-ish, jelly-ish creature drops be- uh, behind you, and he's going to roll to attack. Wow. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> 17 plus yeah, 4, I'm going to yeah. say that, that hits That you. most definitely does hit. It almost hits twice. <laughs> so as it falls behind you and you just feel like boom, as this force hits into the into your back and you take 10 bludgeoning damage as it smashes into into the back of you and a further one damage as you feel a burn down the back of your neck burning you're burning me okay is it my turn yet yep it's uh, over to Shrew. Over to Shrew. How's Shrew doing? Shrew is not doing very well. I have a considerable amount of damage on me. You can see me, like, my, my neck is starting to bubble, you know, from the... Because you <laughs> said it was uh, it was a burning sensation, was it? Yeah, acidic damage. Yeah, and I'm all bludgeoned and my face is all bashed in. Yeah, I'm not doing good. <laughs> Floating hit points. All right, so... I was gonna do a spell because I have second second level spells now, but I don't think I'd say I'll survive long enough if I use a spell now. So I'm gonna use a bonus action to turn into a brown bear. Very nice. So this tiny halfling suddenly turns into a large brown bear. Yeah, and I'm gonna do the multi attack from the bear. So that's a bite and a claw attack. And just to say, as you do that, your torch drops and illuminates the the area you're in. Very good. Much needed. My first bite attack. Ten. That hits. <laughs> Six damage. And, w- sorry, what kind of damage is that? That would be piercing damage. Piercing. And this was your, your bite, yes? Yeah, my bite. Shrew in bear form sort of bites in, gets a mouthful of this ochre jelly. And you, you see the beast recoil a bit as it in acknowledgement of the, the pain. Hmm, I caused it pain. So now I'm going to go for my claw attack. That's 18. That hits. And, and sorry, what damage is that? The type is slashing damage. Okay. That's 14 damage. Shoo. Slashes into it. It doesn't appear to recoil, but instead it sort of oozes and drips and morphs, and you see that it splits into. Oh no, what have I done? Two beasties. What have I done? Okay, let's not do that again. I'm gonna use my movement to, to get away back down into the room close to where the pillars are, as far as I can get away from that altar there. So they're both gonna attack of opportunity on you mm, as you yeah. as you try to move away. The original 
Jelly, natural one. Yes. So I just you just see this goops. It, it appears to be stunned that it's been split in two. <laughs> so, sort it of half be. swiping at you, but but looking at its clone there <laughs> beside it with. And the second one would be sixteen yeah, plus. I it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the second jelly having just formed itself and eager to enter the the fray deals you for nine damage nine bludgeoning damage nine bludgeoning damage and a further three acidic damage as you feel the burn on the back of your fur as you mm. as you move away very well so shu has uh, moved in bear form flinching as he he runs from the the damage that the the newfound second jelly has has uh, dealt on him it's a uh, fabian's turn would fabian be aware that Perhaps the slashing damage or the damage of a, of a slash, a bear slash, made the ochre jelly split in two? Well, as far as you're aware, this would have been the first time that Fabian will have encountered such a, a beast, having usually stood guard at construction sites. And the action was so fast, it was sort of a bite followed by two slashes, that whereas Shrew may, have, may now be aware that Hang on a minute. When I bit him, nothing happened. And when I've slashed him, something strange has happened. And from Fabian's point of view in the, the chaos that has just ensued, you know, this this blob thing has just fallen behind you, attacked you, he's just turned around, and where there was one beast initially, he's yes. seen you attack it, and now there's two, so... Okay, so he's gonna use his longsword to make an attack of a natural one. <laughs> So as he, he he's totally bewildered at this moment, he sort of swings, the torch has fallen, it's, you know, bits of the the jelly are, are splashing around, it's been moving, and he sort of swings and scrapes the the side of the, the room's walls as he misses. Okay, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Over to Fenner. Right, Fenner's gonna cast Shield of Faith, I believe it's called, on herself. Okay, so a shimmering field appears around her and she gains a plus two bonus to AC and yes. it's concentration, so she'll have to hold her concentration while she's casting that spell. Yeah. Is Fenner doing anything else or is she staying put She's going to have to stay there for now. Very well. So the the second, the newer of the two jellies is going to take a swing at Fabian and that's safe to say it misses. He missed, yes. So equally shocked as the, the sword scrapes round the back of the, the wall beside him, he tries to return the swing and and misses. And the first of the ochre jellies, the original, is going to take a swipe at Fenner. And that's a nat 20. <laughs> oh dear. Oof. That's doubled, right? So yeah, that's 9, that's 8. So 9 plus 2 is 11, that's 22. 22 bludgeoning damage as it thumps its way into into Fenner and then an additional six acidic damage as she feels the burning sensation of the the acid. So poor Fenner takes a, a whopping total of 28 hit points between bludgeoning damage and acidic damage as she gets caught off guard. Yeah, that, she's down. She's gone. <laughs> poor Fenner! So poor Fenner's down. <laughs> this is still going well. All right, all right. Let's... Top of the round to to Shrew. I may regret I may regret this, but I'm gonna drop bear form 
as a bonus action, okay. I believe it was. And I'm going to cast a second level spell called Moonbeam Moonbeam. on the yellow ochre. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius. It's 120 feet, so I reach. Yep. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in a ghostly flame that causes searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Five. <laughs> All right. So it takes 2d10... Payback time. Yeah, radiant damage. This is for Fena. Oh my. Five total. Total five damage. Yeah. That's not very good rolling. So yeah, the you see the ochre lit up in this moonbeam-like light, and... It sort of flinches as as it takes some damage. Some damage. All right. I'll I'll allow you to to shout something if you want if you want to give a heads up to Fabian yeah. of your suspicions. Fabian, I think if you slash it, it will multiply. He sort of looks back with his sword and shield, bewildered as he he turns back to face his enemies, concerned as well at the. Uh, Fen having gone down. Does yeah. she want to move? Or? Yeah, yeah. I want to move. Actually, no, I'm just going to stay there. Okay, so it's over to Fabian. Fabian Picard. Fabian has heard Shrew's warning, and I imagine he's not carrying the potions, only I am. So there's not much he can do. He's going to have to use his action to disengage and move back to where I am. So he's moving back towards the, the original entrance that you would have seen as you came into the temple. Yeah. There, behind the door. Or behind a pillar taking partial cover? Yeah, probably behind the pillar. Yeah, he, he gets it with, with plenty of movements. Yeah, so he hides behind the pillar. Poor Fena is there. Um, abandoned. Abandoned. For now, let's see if we can save her. Yeah, that's going to be his turn, pretty much. He took his action. Yeah, that's going to be his turn. So it's over to Fena, and she's going to have to roll a death saving throw. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> Twelve, yes, she makes one. So she makes one. So the, the first of the... The ochre jellies is going to start making its way back towards the far side of the room, which is where Shrew and Fabian have moved towards. So you see them sort of slop and slosh and, <sighs> and bounce their way only 10 feet from Oof. closer towards you. At least they're slow. And the second one you see starts to climb up. What? And he's made his way up to the ceiling, which is also 10 feet oh, no. above. Over to Shrew. Shrew is gonna turn back into the brown bear, and now I am going to move my moonbeam over onto the yellow ochre again. I think I have to wait till the yellow ochre yeah, actually it's starts its turn, technically. Yeah, that's correct. So at the start of its next turn, it will take the the damage, the damage. So that's my turn. That's what I'm doing for now. And now it's over to to Fabian. Fabian. So Fabian is gonna drop his sword and take out his bow if I'm allowed to do that. Yep. And fire. So you hear the clang of his sword and shield drop to the drop to the floor as he takes his bow and draws an arrow. With his long bow. Five plus three, that's eight. Hits. <sighs> wow. You see him sort of jump out from behind the pillar, unleash an arrow. <clears throat> and it sinks its way into the the ochre. So he does a total three damage <laughs> oh not very good but it's something again the the ochre sort of the ochre jelly recoils in 
in pain as, as it looks confused by the, the light that's shining down on it and the, the arrow that's just pierced into, into its body. Is Fabian doing anything else on this one? Fabian is just going to stay there. Over to Fenner. Another death saving throw. Oh, seven. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) So she's on one. Oh, no. Poor Fenner. It's over to the the Ochres. So the the first of the Ochres, the the original one, he's currently under the the moonbeam, so he's going to have to roll a constitution saving throw, which he rolls... An 8 plus 2, 10. Okay, so he doesn't make it. He takes a full impact. Full 2d10s. That's better. That's a total of 11 points of damage. So as the ochre tries to move, you just see this explosion, this bits of of um, orangey-yellow goop splatter all over the the floor. He's down. Good. And the, the second ochre, you sort of see this blob trudging along the, the ceiling. Okay. He moves towards the northern wall of the the alcove where the altar is. Moving towards Fabian? Slightly towards Fabian, but not, not quite in his okay. exact direction. So it's our oh. turn now? Yeah, over to Shrew. So Shrew is going to make his way to Fena. I'm going to use a bonus action to drop my bear form. Very well. And with an action, I'm going to feed Fena a potion of healing. Very good. So 2d4 plus 2. That's a 2 and a 3, so 5 hit, hit points, 7 hit points total for Fena. So as you pour the, the potion into Fena's bludgeoned face, she takes a gasp and opens her eyes. Fena, I'm glad you're okay. What happened? And that's about as much as you can get. The impending doom. Alright. Is Shrew taking any more of his movements or He's gonna take a step forward, five feet forward in front of Fenna. So you're you're practically on top of the what's left of the altar. It's uh, Fabian's turn. Fabian is gonna from where he is try and shoot at the remaining ochre. Okay, so he is pointing up towards the ceiling in the background. That's six plus three, so nine. That hits. Good. And rolls a six, and one, which is seven. Seven damage to the ochre. So yeah, you, yeah. as the arrow f- flies across the the room and sinks itself into the, the ochre, which is above you in the on the ceiling. And over to Fena. Fena is gonna cast Cure Wounds on Shrew. So that spell means that a creature that you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spell casting ability modifier, which is 2. So that's 6 plus 2, 8. So Shu regains 8 points as he feels the magic start to heal him. Is she using any of her remaining movements? Yes, she will use her movement to get as far away from the ochre as she can, but not through the moonbeam I have there. <laughs> He's going to move back behind one of those pillars. In the room, in the middle of the room. She wants to hide behind a pillar. Makes sense. That's it. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a turn there. So it's over to the, the ooze. And the ooze, you see it sort of slip and slide its way across the ceiling. And sort of disappear. Oh, no. Behind the wall that you just... Behind the far wall that he was climbing up. Oh, no. Oh, no. We haven't, we haven't done... We haven't finished the quest. 
Is it, are we out of turn? Are we out of order? Or does the initiative continue? I'll say initiative continues for now. Mm, initiative continues. Whose turn is it? It would be back to Shrew. I'm going to move to where Fena is. Okay, so you're going back towards the pillar. Yeah. Which is where you would have entered the, the room for the secret door. I'm going to stay there. And with my action, I'm going to move the move my moonbeam spell. And I'm going to move it to the last place where I saw the ochre disappear. Okay, so you're moving it 15 feet directly towards the far end of the the room. Yeah. Very well. It's over to Fabian. Fabian is going to hold his turn. If he sees the the ochre appear anywhere, if he actually spots it, he's going to fire his readied bow, his readied arrow. Very well. And what's Fena doing? Fena right now is going to cast another spell, cure wounds, but this time on herself. Okay. So eight plus two. So ten. That's ten, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ten. Simple maths. Simple, simple maths. Yeah, so Fen is almost back to, to full health. Good. Okay, so it's over to the, the ochre that you, you can't see. Uh, bearing in mind as well that the torch that you dropped was round the altar. And yeah. the ochre sort of left just outside the alcove. So it's getting into the area where you've moved the moonbeam now, which gives off some light. Yeah would have been in, in almost pitch black as, as he was going away. Yeah, but now it's sort of lit by yeah. the moonbeam, yeah. So it's back to Shrew. I'm just going to hold my turn right now. And what action is it that you're, you're holding? Um, nothing. <laughs> no, no action whatsoever. I'm just, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to stay there. Actually, I'm, I'm going to move away from the wall. I'm going to go to the other side of Fena. So you're going to go directly beside her or yeah. behind her? directly beside her but away from the wall as it stands at the moment you're directly behind one of those four pillars yeah facing away from where the the ochre jelly disappeared from well i want to be facing where i last saw the ochre jelly in case he appears there again sorry i meant what the pillar was oh, right, the, yeah. the one directly opposite, opposite. The, yeah okay over to fabian again still holding his his turn there ready the arrow hoping to get a glimpse of that ochre and and let loose and what about Fenner? She's just going to move now to the other side of where Shrew is. So hiding behind the pillar as well? Hiding behind the pillar away from the wall. As Fenner and Shrew are hiding behind the pillar, to Fabian's immediate left, he's, he suddenly feels the presence of the this ochre jelly sort of slipping out of the wall immediately at five feet from him. Okay, he can still fire... It would be with disadvantage. With disadvantage, yeah. Clever little ochre. Ten. It hits. So he lets go of the arrow he had readied. Does three, four damage. Okay, so yeah, as this ooze sort of appears from the cracks in the in what appears to be the wall, Fabian turns, sees the ochre, and releases it at, at close range, impaling it with the arrow. Nice. And so the ochre is going to take a swipe now at Fabian which is 17 to hit, which I believe would have hit anyway, but he's dropped his shield, so it'll be two AC less. Yeah, yeah, then 14. So yeah, so he hits as he bludgeons Fabian for 11 damage and a further three acidic damage as it burns into him. So following that, that brutal attack, uh, enraged from the, the arrow piercing into him at short distance, Fabian's 
looking rather worse for wear. Right. <laughs> okay. And it's top of the round over to Shrew. So again, I want to move my moonbeam to where that Oka is now. And that's about it. That's what I'm going to do as my action. Okay. Actually going to get closer to Fabian. As close as I can. As far away from the Oka, but as close as to Fabian I can be. Okay. And speaking of Fabian, it's over to him. Fabian is going to disengage, taking his action. And he's going to move behind me, behind Shrew. And what's Fenner doing? Fenner is walking up to Fabian as well. So Fenner's come up behind Fabian. And she's going to cast Sacred Flame. It's 1d8 radiant damage. You have to do a dexterity saving throw. Or not you, the ochre. The ochre, very well. So 8, he, he fails. He fails, so it's 1d8 that he takes. So, uh, one. <laughs> I thought it was seven for a second. One Good damage. Excited there. Yeah. One damage. It's something. Very well. I saw it's the ochre, as he's going to try to move, but because he's starting his turn inside the moonbeam, he has to roll a constitution saving throw. That's right. And he rolls a 19 ah. plus 2, 21. Yeah, he saves, but he takes half damage. That's 10 and 1, 11. So it takes 5 damage. Not too bad. So yeah, he he recoils as he moves through, and he's within striking range of Shrew, as he's going to attempt to bludgeon Shrew again, having tasted his flesh mm-hmm. once before. 13 to hit? Yeah, hits. So that's 10 bludgeoning damage as he swipes having just come round to the, the pillar that you were hiding behind. Okay. So that's eight bludgeoning damage and a further four acidic damage as you feel the, that burning sensation again on your, your skin. And it's over to, to Shrew. To Shrew, which is now in a predicament. As my action, I'm going to disengage and I'm going to get out of there as far back as I can. In which direction? Are you going towards the altar, or are you going back towards the Back the towards entrance? where you came from, the secret entrance, as far as I, as I can. So, pretty much back to where you were behind the pillar? Yeah. Behind the original pillar you came from, sorry. Yeah. Just to clarify for our listeners. And I'm gonna stay there for now. And what is Fabian doing? Fabian is gonna fire his arrow. Very good. 18. 18 definitely hits. Three damage. So again, as you sort of duck and weave your way out towards the the back of the of this large room, Fabian uses that as an opportunity to <laughs> unleash an arrow, which again sinks itself into the the yeah the ochre jelly. All right, over to Fenner. Sorry, Fabian is gonna head to where I am, where Shrew is. So he's gonna go on behind the other, Shrew or? Yeah, to his left. To, Sh- to Shrew's left. On Shrew's left side, So yeah. sort of protecting Shrew. That's right. He knows what's best. And then Fenner is going to again cast Sacred Flame, which is a cantrip. And that's a dex saving throw, which he fails spectacularly. Nice. And this time she actually rolls the seven. So how does Fenner want to lay the smack down? <laughs> how does Fenner want to lay the smack down? So in a sort of fit of rage after being downed by such a slimy and unassuming creature she invokes all the power all the energy she can from her arms 
and from her hands and wields her magic and just lets a sacred flame <laughs> upon upon the ochre. And she's sort of screaming as she's yeah, doing this. Yeah, like in, in rage. In <laughs> as the, the ochre explodes all over the, the room. Well, that, that, that <coughs> can't even speak right now. <laughs> that was a walk in the park. Fenna, are you okay? Fenna is shaking from having cast that spell and seeing... I mean, she's close enough to have been in the, the radius of the explosion. So she, as she sort of turns to you, shaking, you see that she's covered in <laughs> this orange goop. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us are okay. I think we should just... I don't know. Should we just leave at this point? There could be things we could find in here, but I don't trust there might be more ochres. More, more of these creatures in, in the adjacent rooms. That could be. That... That one that just exploded sort of disappeared into into that wall, so there, there could be more of these hidden doors. I say, let's make a quick search of this room and get out of here. Very well, so you're, you're going to investigate for, yeah, for hidden anything, doors and for anything else that, anything that else you can find. Yeah. Okay, so roll me a investigation, just a general one for now, as you're searching the room, and then we'll do one with advantage for the hidden doors, because you're, you're, you're quite familiar with them now. Do I get advantage because all three of us are uh, investigating, or am I pushing it? <laughs> we can do one general roll with with advantage, then, and that will determine the, okay. the doors and the anything else you find. Sixteen. Okay, so as you're searching through the room together, each of you finds a again a very similar wall that looks like the the previous two you've come across, which give away. Or, you, or rather you would think would give way when you apply the right pressure to them as the, the door you came in from. And on the pillar to the left of the altar, you also find a, a recess there that if you get your hand in, you feel almost as if it would give way. I look at Fen, how is she, how is she looking? Fen is looking healthy, but she still looks rather shaken as she is searching this room. And I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling great. And Fabian isn't looking very very good either is he yeah F- fabian's down to half of his uh vitality half of his vitality <laughs> i don't know guys there's a few things undiscovered here but maybe a case of curiosity killing the cat we've we've danced with with death today um fena almost got killed oh, we all almost got killed at one point and I don't know if it's a good idea to keep on going and pushing deeper and deeper in these godforsaken ruins. Yeah, we've got no idea how far these go. I so want to press that button on the on the pillar, and it's killing me. So will we get out now, or I'm just going to press it. <laughs> what button? Yes. Oh, I didn't tell you. Sorry. There's a button on this pillar, like 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 a recess. Is there any way we can see what it does? Well. We can press it. That's about it. But what if it's a, if it's a trap? How about we, we check for traps? Perhaps we can use your knife to... I can put my shield in front and... I don't know. Screw it. Let's do it. <laughs> so you're going to search for... I'm going to search for traps. What, what, I, what I get, like, and if I can do an investigation or something to, to try and determine yeah. what it would be. Or, yeah. s- or search for traps or s- to see if it's dangerous or looks dangerous. Yeah, roll investigation. 16. 16, yeah. So as you're 
carefully looking around you don't see any trip wires or any sort of mechanisms linked towards it that would suggest that it's booby trapped i'm gonna press it guys you push it in and the, the door sort of gives way into a cavity that you see suddenly all these skulls rolling and tumbling out towards you <laughs> what's this and Fabian sort of what on earth is this and Fen is even more shocked now she, she's she's practically I knew speechless we shouldn't, we shouldn't be pressing odd buttons and as, as the the last of the, the sort of skulls roll out from this pillar you, you catch a, a glimpse of something shiny and, and colourful. You see various colours there. As you you see a, a box that has sort of fallen and opened and you can see these colours coming from within it. Ooh, that's a pretty box. Um, well, I'm going to check it out. So you, you touch the box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you, you pick up this, this coffer I'm sorry, I should have mentioned this. It's like a stone box right. being in a, in a dwarven ruin. And you, you see that there's uh, 15 assorted gemstones inside it. Wow, look at this. Wow, I've never seen so many gems together. You know how I? You think they could fetch a, a fair price? Sure they could. The right seller. Mm. Right, right buyer, sorry, even. We might be able to retire already without even having to kill a dragon why were you again here was it gold or no <laughs> but uh, i've i've almost seen death fighting a jelly <laughs> how do you suppose i kill a white dragon well hopefully those those items we got from no god will help hmm. and maybe these gems could fetch us a good price and we could buy ourselves some dragon slaying weapons and Dragon protecting armor. Quite possibly. Well, I think I've had enough excitement for a day. If you guys don't mind, I, I want to leave this place now. Yeah. What are we going to tell the, the dwarves outside? About what? About the, the jellies. Oh. Are we going to tell them that they're, they're all gone? or? Well, the ones we've seen have gone. Do you see any more, Fenner? No, but Do... uh, will we tell them of these other dwarves we found? Dwarves? And doors, doors. Oh, doors. Do you suggest we go exploring? I don't know. I'm rather shaken. Uh, I I'm following you in this. You are, you are shrew of shrew shrubberies after all. <laughs> oh yes, what a grand name. I have assigned our party, yes. Um, you press me, Fenna. You're right, perhaps. We would do wrong in, in making the dwarves outside believe that everything is safe in here without first checking every nook and cranny. Perhaps we should Slowly, quietly, at least check the other rooms. This time let's keep our eyes peeled, let's look at ceilings, let's look at walls, let's look everywhere. So we're going to explore then? Yes, Fenna. I... Fortunately, <laughs> we are going to explore. I, I, I wasn't pushing you to, to explore, I, I just meant were we going to tell the dwarves about these other doors that you, you found? Well, I, I felt pushed, and now, and now I feel obliged. Because we came here to help the dwarves, we came here to, to defeat every ochre, or every jelly, or whatever these things are. And they feel we cannot leave now until we are sure they're all gone. We know how to fight these now. We should be fine. Yeah, I suppose if we, if we keep our distance. Yes. Um, 
Do you have any more juicing you? Any more spells? I have a little magic left, but I'll probably probably be wise to rest before we head back to to Fandolin. If we were to be attacked on the way, or God forbid that that dragon came <laughs> again, I'd, I'd be done for. Yes. I, I feel weak. Well, I really need healing. So, what if you, what if you heal me now and we carry on exploring? I don't want to go in there feeling quite as weary as I do. Very well. It'll take the last of my my magic. She casts cure wounds on you. I I can't roll to save to literally save Shrew's life. Two, three, four. So two plus two. That's four. Okay, it's something. So those secret doors that we found in our as we investigated the yeah. the room, we want to start slowly, quietly as we can, um, opening them up. We are going meticulously slow this time, and we want to be looking up. We want to be looking like I'm assigned the roof, Fabian is assigned straightforward, and Fena is assigned walls. And that's okay. how we're we're looking everywhere. So roll an investigation for for each of the three. As we move. As we move, yeah. So mine is a three. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at ceilings? I was looking at the ceilings, yeah, so yeah, great. Um, Fena's is a four, nice. And she's looking at walls. We're going in blind, and <laughs> Fabian is a 13. Okay, so who's carrying the torch, you or Fabian? I'll give the torch to Fabian. Okay, so he's got his shield on his back, he's got his no, sword. No, 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 I'll carry, I'll carry. <laughs> I'll carry the torch. Fabian can go in front with his shield in hand. With his shield or with his bow? Shield, for now. So he's with his shield and sword. Uh, and your marching order, who's... Fabian in front, um, Fena in the middle. I'll be in, I'll be in the back. Okay. And just to clarify, the three secret doors you found were one either side of the alcove with the, with the altar in it and one directly opposite the secret door you entered this hall through. So in, in which order, which, which door rather, are you going to be exploring? As I look at the altar, the one on the right of the alcove. So as you, you open this door carefully and you're looking around, you see that there's a, a pile of rubble at the end of this, this hall, which kind of blocks the way. We'll walk up to the rubble, see if we can get past it. Yeah, you, you can sort of climb and, and rubble away. There's enough headroom for you to sort of squat down a bit and, and get through to the other side. Are you carrying on? Yeah, we'll carry on. And you, you sort of see that there's more rubble and just as you are clambering over it... Don't tell me. Fabian's foot sort of oh feels my. a squelch. Oh, damn it. As that's familiar, that familiar sound. Another of these bubbles. And he's directly, directly on it. Directly on the thingy. We didn't notice it. Damn it. Yeah. Three, three on floors. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were going in blind. <laughs> oh no, Fabian. So roll finish it, please. Shrew first. Ten plus two, twelve. Fena seventeen, and Fabian a total of four. That's twenty. What a place to waste the natural 20. <laughs> Thank you, dice gods. Okay, so initiative order is this new ochre first, followed by Fenner, Shrew, and Fabian. And just as Fabian's foot 
squelches onto it. He's going to try and attack, and that is a 10 plus 4, 14. He has his shield. shield on, yeah. so it's a total of 16 that you need to roll, so miss it. So he sort of tries to, to take a hit at Fabian and misses as he, just as quickly as he put his foot down, realizes what's going on and, and takes his foot off again. Good. And you see this, this ooze, or rather he sees this ooze dripping and morphing into the, the, the gaps that are on the, in the rubble, sorry. So yeah, it's over to Fenna, who's just heard Fabian sort of shout, it's another one of these things. Does she see it? It's sort of, yes, yeah, she can sort of see the, the trails of it and she can see through the rubble bits of the, the she, ochre. She can attack it then? Yeah. Okay, she's going to use her sacred flame again. So that's a... Dexterity saving throw. Dex saving throw. Eight. Eight, so then make it. So 1d8. So eight this time. Eight damage. Eight damage. And over to Shrew. Shrew is going to... Where is he exactly? Is he... Is he five feet away from me? From Shrew? And in between me... He's... He's... Ten foot away. Yeah, he's about ten, fifteen feet away from you. And five feet away still from Fabian. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cast Moonbeam again. And I'm just going to leave it there. So directly in front of Fabian. Directly in front of Fabian. Okay, this is a five foot tunnel. So you're basically, the three of you are basically... One behind the other. One behind the other in this tunnel. Yeah. Fabian's turn. Fabian is going to use second wind. So second wind means that he can use a bonus action to regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus his level, which at present is level 3. So that's six hit points in total that he regains. And as his action, he's just going to try and attack it with disadvantage using his bow, but he's got to drop the shield and sword. And sword first. Eh, Not great. Eight. Hits. Yes. 1d8. A bad six plus two, sorry, plus one, seven damage. So yeah, the, the arrow again. Fabian's on, on fire today. <laughs> no pun intended. As the arrow sinks into the, the Oka Jelly again. And it's over to the Oka Jelly, who starts his turn. On my moonbeam. On the moonbeam. And he has to take a constitution saving throw. Which I think is safe to say he passes. 17 oh, plus 2. Come on, yeah. Passes, but still takes half damage. Which is a total of 9 damage. So four, four damage. So yeah, it feels the the burn of the the moon ray, but undeterred by it, he lunges towards Fabian again. Nine, which misses. Nine misses. Even though he's dropped his shield, it still misses. Good. So over to Fana. Fana again, sacred flame, which was a dexterity saving throw. That's right. Thirteen. So it just saves on Fana's sacred flame. Damn it! And it's over to. True. He didn't move on his last turn, did he? No. He's still in the same place, so I'm just going to leave my moonbeam there. And that's all I'm going to do. Very good. And what is Fabian doing? Fabian, again, at a disadvantage, he's going to try and hit him with an arrow. So 10 plus 3, 13. That hits. 6 plus 1, 7. 7 damage. So again, another arrow. At close range, thumps its way into the ochre, who again, undeterred by the arrows, lunges again at 
Fabian and has to make a saving throw on Shrew's Moonbeam. Yeah. Fail it. So 13 plus 2, 15. Yeah, yeah. saves, but still takes half damage. That's that, that's a good roll. 7 plus 6. 13. 13, halved. 6. 6. 6 damage, not bad. So he's again lunging directly at the the foe directly in front of him, which is Fabian. And that's a natural one. Yes. He misses. Misses completely, and as he sort of lunges towards bits of him, sort of like fall off and then regroup into the, the blob in front of him. Over to Fenner. Again, Sacred Flame. It's a bit of a rinse and repeat tactic, but <laughs> it seems to be working. 18? Yeah, that, that saves it. it. Saves it. Doesn't do anything. No damage there. Over to... True. Still, the, the blob didn't move, so... Yeah, he's holding it, He's just Yeah, there. he's not doing anything else for now, just seeing, seeing what happens. So Fabian's turn. Again, disadvantage. Trying to fire that arrow. So far has worked well with uh, for him, except for now, which is a natural one. So, <laughs> so he misses as well. Slightly blinded by the the moonbeam and the the sort of collapse of the oak, and then rejoining, confused by what's happening, unleashes the arrow, which smacks into the the wall behind him. And again, the the ochre starting in the moonbeam has to take a constitution saving throw which he fails this time nice so it's a full damage let's see if we if we can roll a good roll yeah not bad 11 damage so yeah bits of it again sort of sloshing off and as it's trying to reform it seems to have recoiled with that last last hit mm, he seems hurt does he and he's gonna lunge again at Fabian 11 to hit misses so he misses again. Yes. And this time he meshes into the rubble. Damn. I'll say that uh, Fabian gets an attack of opportunity on him. No. <laughs> well, yeah, with a bow and arrow. He's going to try and hit it at disadvantage again. No. Three plus two, five. Not so he misses. Actually six, if it makes a difference. Uh, still misses. So it's under the rubble at the moment. So he can't be hit. He's got full cover at the moment. It's top of the round. Fenner. So Fena is going to move back slightly. So behind you? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe 10 feet back behind Shu. And she's going to ready a cantrip, Sacred Flame. If she sees the Oka pop up, she's going to cast that. Okay. And what's Shu doing? Shu is doing the same. He's moving back, but he's just staying there, moving back next to Fena. Okay. And Fabian? The same, moving back as far as where Shu and Fena are. He's going to ready his bow and hold his turn with his bow and arrow equipped and ready to shoot if he sees the ochre. Sorry, what was Shrew doing? He moved back? And... He just moved back. He's not, okay. he's not doing anything. Actually, Shrew is going to ready his action and he's going to, if he sees the ochre pop up, he's going to move his moonbeam there, wherever he pops up. Okay. Unless it's <laughs> where, a fo- where a friend is. It's over to the, the Ochre's son, and he does indeed pop up directly in front of Fabian. So Fena was going to cast... Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame. So he has to... Dexterity. Dexterity saving throw. And this is one dexterous... <laughs> blob. Blob. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's a 10, so he fails. Yes. 
How is Fenna going to lay the smack down again this time? Let's see. She that rolled a two three. Two. Three. Is that it? That's it. That does it. Nice. <laughs> that does it. This time she's more composed. She hasn't got hit by this one. And she, and she feels she's started to get to grips with all this adventuring. So she, she, she's just going to explode the jelly. Not, not very, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be very... You hear Fabian go, Fell out! Because he gets covered by... He takes the full brunt <laughs> of the explosion. Well, I knew we shouldn't be investigating more tunnels, but at least this one went much better than the other encounter. <sighs> I was worried there for a moment when I stepped on it. Should we push on? Well, from where, where I was, uh, it looked like there was another... The tunnel just ended, probably uh, another one of those secret doors that we found. Okay, let's go, let's push on, go all the way around. I want to investigate that rubble, pile of rubble, before we actually leave. Okay. 13. 13, so you, you search for the through the rubble as, as best as you can. You find lots of bits of what's left of the, the ochre jelly. Nothing there, no? And nothing else, just rubble and stone and mm. dust and cobwebs and all sorts of okay. unassuming things. Let's let's move on. So your your party carries through on through the tunnel, yeah. Carries on through the tunnel and through the other secret door that you found leading you back to the to the same place. The exact same place you just were. Hmm. I might be getting too bold, but I feel like searching the other door. I say we carry on. We made mincemeat out of that hmm. last one. Don't get too cocky now, Fabian. But yeah. What should we do then? True. We we carry on through the other secret door. Again, Looking, I'm looking at the ceiling, yeah. the same as before. So this corridor, as you open the, the secret door, you see that it goes about 10 feet forward and then takes a sharp right. We carry on. Same, same, much in order. Same. Do you want me to roll investigation again for this? No, nah, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll just carry on, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we're not going to see shit. <laughs> and as you turn, take that sharp right, you see that there's a door about 20 feet in front of you down this, again, narrow five-foot corridor. Push that door open, or rather ask Fabian to do it. <laughs> and Fabian obliges, pushing open, and you come into a, a small 15 by 20-foot room, which appears to have once been a bedroom, as you see three stone bed frames against the eastern wall as you walk in. Hmm, a bedroom. I wonder if this was a palace of sorts. Maybe this was a king's room, or... A queen's room. Based on that uh, altar, might have been a temple. <laughs> and you see Fenner sort of nodding with in agreement. You guys are very astute. You guys are very astute indeed. So this is where the clergymen or priests slept. Let's investigate. Let's turn this room upside down. Let's find some more treasure. You've got a, you've got quite the taste for the, the coin, haven't you, Shrew? I'm starting to get used to this. I'm starting to like this quite a bit. Okay, so roll investigation. Once? Yeah. <laughs> 15. 15. So yeah, as you're searching, the, the room has been long, <clears throat> long since ransacked, but you do find another Ooh. secret door oh, no. at the southern end <laughs> of, the, of the room. Again, oh. a familiar mechanism that you've, you've come across yeah. so many times already in this, in this uh, excavation site. We push on, guys. We push on. Okay, as you push through this this door, it opens into a small vestry. Is that a, a like a room attached? 
Yeah, that's it's, it's a small room that uh, the clergy would have used to get changed. Right. So you, you see a rather empty room, but on the far side you see that there's a door that's uh, slightly ajar. And you also see that there's two suits of red leather armor, which now look completely rotten and ruined. Is there anything else? Like, I don't see any priest uh, attire. <laughs> no, no. Nothing. And there was two doors, you said? It, one door one on door. the far side on of the room. Right, so we, we go through that door. Okay, so yeah, you open the door and it opens up into the... It sort of cuts into a small sort of 15-foot corridor, but you're, you're sort of coming into it widthwards. And directly in front of you, there's a, another door. And to your left, there's a pile of rubble with a faint green glow. But you can see that this pile of rubble goes all the way up to the up to the ceiling. You can just sort of make out a slight green glow from beyond, from beyond, beyond it. Beyond the door in beyond, front of me? Beyond the rubble to your left as you... Uh, beyond the rubble to my left, there's yeah. a small green glow. But it's blocking our path. Yeah, the rubble is floor to ceiling high. Floor to ceiling high. And there's a door in front of me as well. Yeah. And to our right, the corridor continues. To your right, the corridor sort of goes five foot and ends in a in a wall. So we'll go through the other door. What? Yeah, no, we'll go through the other door. Okay, so as you open this, you, you come across a, a small room again, similar size to the vestry you've just come from. And it's covered in, in rubble. But you see that there's a skeleton of a dwarven priest wearing rotten leather armor. Can I search the skeleton thoroughly? Yeah. Natural 20. Natural 20. Okay, so as you, you search through the, the skeleton around its neck, you find a, a chain with a symbol on it. Uh, roll a, a religion check. 15. So yeah, you, you will have seen this during your days in, in Neverwinter, where uh, you would have come across um, dwarves and heard tales of you know, their religion, something that you took an interest in having been taken up by or priests, taken in by, yeah. by priests. So you you recognize this as the, the symbol of Abathor. Abathor. Who was known as the great master of greed. Mm. He was a, a dwarven god of greed who became an intensely greedy deity and was both desirous and envious of others' riches. So you find a, a holy symbol of this deity and you also find a tiny jeweled dagger on a silver chain. Ooh. Which is inscribed with dwarvish ruins. Runes? Ruin, uh, runes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you found it in the ruins, but it's uh, it's engraved with runes. Fernand, do you, do, do you read Dwarven? Or? I'm afraid I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our friends outside do. Well, I found this, this amulet and this small dagger. And is the room, that's the room, there's yeah, nothing else there, in the there's room. there's nothing else in the room, yeah. And now from here on, it's all the way back, there's no... Uh, it's no, all the way back, or if you wanted to explore beyond the, the rubble. But I couldn't, it was blocking my yeah, passage. Yeah, it, it would take hours and hours to to get through that. So we're going to go all the way back. We believe, actually, you know, when, when the corridor gonna go back to the corridor where the rubble is and on the other side there was a dead end just gonna check if there's a secret door on that dead end okay so the the corridor you've just come in from then yeah okay yeah 10 a hey, roll with advantage because you, you know the the doors you're looking for 10 <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say that you, again you, you are very familiar with these doors so 
it gives way again and you recognize this as the the sort of wrap around corridor that were, was directly behind the altar where you fought the the second encounter with the yoka it links to that again as well yeah right in the middle of that corridor so, so yeah, it would appear that you've explored every every inch of this place okay bar the the green glow that's coming from the rubble I want to get close to that rubble, that's in, uh, piquing my interest. I want to try and see if there's anything there, anything I can discern from a check and maybe a way to find a way through, or there's a button, or there's a door, whatever. It's rubble, but <laughs> I just want to check it. Okay. Five. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's a pile of rubble, but there's a, a curious green glow coming from somewhere. Behind it. Behind it all. Hmm. So yeah, then we're just gonna make all the way back. This time, instead of coming in from the secret entrance where we came from, we're gonna go through those double doors that was in the altar room. Yep. And in that chamber, we want to make sure there's no ochres there either. Okay. So yeah, you you make your way back without any any mishaps or any encounters, and you you find yourself in in this room. And as you look around with your torch and quite feeling reassured having defeated two of these creatures now you're confident that there's nothing else in this room well friends it appears we have cleared these ruins of this old temple of the the threat that lived in them we leave with a bit of wonder and mystery because i don't know what that glow was but perhaps the dwarves could shed a bit of a light on that i agree perhaps they know more about this temple than than we do. We walk outside of the temple and towards the dwarves. And as you make your way outside of the temple to the the courtyard where you met the dwarves, I think that's a nice place to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Quite an intense one. Yep. Could have gone horribly. Could have gone horribly. I honestly feared for, for Fenner's life there because I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it on time. Uh, to administer a potion or if she was going to be able to roll enough saving throws yeah it was, it was certainly intense from yeah. from my side of the screen as well so yeah thank you all for for tuning in again today hope you enjoyed that make sure to tune into the next episode where shrews shrubberies will <laughs> report back to the the dwarves on on their findings please be sure to leave us a review that would really help us and really inspire us to carry on doing what we love doing for, for you wonderful people of the podcasting world. Remember to follow us, oh, sorry, to visit us, rather, at i2td.com. It's a bit of a tongue twister, i2td.com, i2td.com. That's i to the number td.com. And there you'll find links to all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, for now. We never know where this can go. We might pop up in other social media in the future. And you'll also find our Discord server there, a link to our Discord server, where we are building community. Hopefully, we can grow and more people will join and we can have fun there, talk about stuff that we all enjoy and build a, a nice, nice, tightly knit community there. We also have our Patreon and our Buy Me A Coffee pages. Yeah, and as we have seen today more than in the previous episodes, we need all the help we can get mm-hmm. with just shrew and his shrubberies <laughs> you know anything you can do to help become a magus magus i still can't pronounce it 
Magus. 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 I like to call it Magus. I don't know if, it's the prop, if that's the proper pronunciation, but I like to say Magus. Yeah, so basically become a Magi or a part of the Magi and become a Magus. Either a Protomagus, a. That sounds a bit like a Transformer to me. <laughs> <laughs> Protomagus. <laughs> I2TD. <I'm too> <laughs> another, another robot. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Protomagus, the Magus, and the Arch. Archmagus. Those are the different tiers you'll find in Patreon. Each of those have different perks, obviously. The Arch or Archmagus is the is one you have to cough up a bit of more cashola but we'll give you more perks. Yeah, certainly. Or alternatively, you can give us a one-off donation and buy us a, a potion, because a Dabra, Dabra likes to charge the, the big bucks for potions. Yeah, so. she's killing us. She's a bit of a, of a, what do you call it, a mogul. A bit of a... Yeah, well, she's the only one in... She's a shark. She's the only one in the area with, yeah, with potions. True. So She's got a you bit can, of a monopoly going on there. For sure. So you can help Shrew and his shrubberies by buying us a potion through buymeacoffee.com as a one-off donation, either which will go towards the time, effort and resources we spend on crafting these episodes and wonderful future content for you. Yeah, and this brings us to our next segment, a segment we like to call The Last Ones Standing. The end of the episode club. <laughs> and in this episode, well, explain what this is for those that are, are hearing us for the first yeah, time. Yeah, this is your, your, your maiden voyage into the end of the episode club. Congratulations, you are now an, initi an initiate. And basically what this is, is a little fun game we like to play with you, our listeners, where we give out a, a secret code word, which will show us and prove to us that you are one of the last ones standing. You've made it this far into the episode and for which you'll have our eternal gratitude. So by writing us a comment on any of our social media channels with the phrase, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Is that going to copyright strike us? I think if there's any algorithm, there's no way they're going to... F it's n there's not going to be a match. I would probably <laughs> completely out of key and right. tune, so that should be fine. So, yeah, the code word is, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Yeah, so leave us a comment, a witty remark with, with that phrase, and we'll know that you've made it all the way to the end. And the, the one that makes us laugh the, the hardest and loudest will get a shout-out on our Discord. So with that, we bid you farewell, and as always, we are eternally grateful for your support, and we hope to catch you next time as we delve into the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs>